Welcome back to the Closeted Weeb Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast already in 2023. My name is Lee. And I'm Bryce. Welcome back. Happy New Year. 2021 is done. So uh, we got to talk about our thoughts on fall 2021. Um, So to start things off, um, we're going to talk about two shows for this week in anime. We're going to do Demon Slayer since there were really only four episodes. Yeah, four new episodes because they kind of just redid the episodes of the movie for most of the fall season and then we're also going to go over uh mishoku tensei and we're only going to go over this briefly because um mishoku tensei special (laughs) special podcast we're gonna make an episode about it uh pretty soon so we don't want to go too into the weeds on it but so to start things off um lee what are your thoughts on the first four episodes of demon slayer um so yeah of season two part two or whatever they're calling it but the uh the entertainment district uh edition the yukakuhen um as someone who has made a career out of uh shitting on um demon slayer i'm actually been enjoying this new season we're only four episodes in but a lot of my biggest complaints aren't like you know front and center in this one the characters aren't being as obnoxious as they usually are uh the plot itself has been like the the pacing's been great there's been just enough action just enough like progression of like the broader story and we're only four episodes in so um i don't see myself complaining a lot this season about demon slayer so and that's good because it's something that i like to do what about you bryce are you enjoying it yeah i mean so i love the opening that's the first thing i've been playing it nonstop. um I the setting in the entertainment district has been really cool to see the red light um, district. They won't call yeah. it that, but the red light district. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, but like the coloration, the like art design, everything is like the music. Obviously, is always great. Um, and yeah, you're right. The side characters aren't as annoying as they usually are, and the action is like perfectly paced. So I'm excited to keep watching it in a uh, winter of 2022. Um, do you want to talk briefly about Mishoku Tensei? Yeah, Mushoku Tensei, the reason we're holding off is we plan on doing an entire episode, so we don't want to um, have you guys listen to it twice. Uh, Bryce finally convinced me to uh, pick up another isekai, and uh, boy, is this like a real love-hate relationship. We kind of compare it yeah. to uh, Hige Hero, uh, the show about the dude who picks up a high school girl to come live with him, um, in the sense that like there's a lot of like really good stuff there, but the show just is always like skirting the line between what we're willing to tolerate and what we're not and obviously we've watched two full seasons so we're more willing to tolerate it than not but it's like it's like an anime game of thrones with the amount of like well we'll get into it it's a love-hate relationship is the idea but that's going to be coming up in the next uh month or so bryce obviously make make your defense for watching this show considering how much you complain about fan service Oh no, I'm I'm a fully guilty trap. There's just so much like there's so many key moments that I just fall in love with the show that I I try to just look the other way. But I fully understand that every week I text <laughs> our friend Mirage who did the Naruto episode like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they did this. Um, but I just keep watching because I'm just so excited about the world, excited about the characters, excited to see what happens next. Um, and obviously I'm just such a sucker for these like East Kai fantasy anime like ReZero, Mishoku Tensei, East Kai Slime, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, we'll do a full episode. We'll dive into it. Um, but for now, we will dive into the topic of the week, which is uh, Fall 2021 wrap-up. So let's start things off with a show that you and I have been in love with, I mean, for a long while now. Um, season 3, Part 2, 
World Trigger. Um, again, World Trigger is this like shonen kind of battle anime where you have these neighbors that have like invaded Earth and you have this kind of like task force that's assigned to kind of like defend and like save the world. And the best part about the show is kind of these training rank wars, these like internal battles among the uh, defense sort of organization. Um, and we've just been watching tournament arc after tournament arc after tournament arc. And once you kind of understand the battle strategy, the weapons that are available, and the creativity they use in each match, it is just such a fun, enjoyable ride. Um, most of this season has just been kind of these great rank wars. Um, so I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you're right. And we, so we have like, I guess like one or two more episodes left. Um, so excited to see how it ends, but I have no doubt it's going to be a good ending. How about you? Yeah. I mean, we're basically at the, the climax of the rank wars. We're in the last match in it right now. We're just waiting on like one, maybe two more episodes. Um, and they've been solid. The, the quality has been consistent. The show got a better budget. So the like animation quality itself looks better. Um, and it's been great. Like the show even sets it up in a way that like makes sure that you understand what's going on. They have commentators. There's like spectators watching it. So it's got all of the formula that you need for great tournament arcs. Again, refer to our episode where we um, like just put a lot of praise on this show. We actually convinced uh, one of our former guests, Tyler, to finally pick it up. So um, maybe we'll have him on sometime to talk about it. But I think the only thing negative I could say is that like, once the season ends and the rank wars are over, like they're they're doing the rank wars in order to qualify for something in part of a broader plot point. I think my only negative comment is that like I do not care about the next thing that's going to come. I mean, I, I, that doesn't mean it won't be good, but like I care more about the rank wars than like the reason they're in the rank wars, the reason they want to get to a higher rank. So I think that's going to be something that the show will have to hopefully overcome. Um, but we'll see. Like, I, I mean, they've made a really good show up till now. Um, but I've just, we've been so spoiled with the tournament arc that like the second they leave it, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't really care about the neighbors at all. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so moving on to the next show, um, first season of Comey can't communicate. So this show is basically about, uh, this character named Comey, who's this very, beautiful attractive person who has a communication disorder and she basically has not been able to talk to like a human her entire life but her overarching dream is to like make a hundred friends so it's like a heartwarming like wholesome sort of story um and so it was 12 episodes would i say it's memorable mm, not really um is it like heartwarming and cute yeah of course it's like an adorable premise um you know, I still love, like, I guess the dynamic between the two main characters. Um, I guess I, like, sort of don't mind most of the supporting cast. Um, Najimi is, like, obviously awesome. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that they made a season two. I kind of thought they could have just ended the show after 12, 13 episodes. But she only made, like, 10 friends, dude. I guess it was the old She only made field. 10 friends, dude. It's got to be, like, 30 seasons of the show. Like, with the pace. At this, at this pace, yeah, we got to get 10 seasons. <laughs> Um, I think personally, I'm probably going to watch season two because like, I don't know, it's just a nice like wholesome break for some of the other anime I watch and like, but again, I wouldn't describe the show in any way as some sort of like must watch, you have to see it, but I don't mind it, but it definitely hasn't lived up to the hype that I kind of thought it would have like, I guess after the first I feel like, like, two episodes. <laughs> I feel like that's one this season it wrapped up is like the shows that I see are apparently the most hyped are not the ones that I care about personally, whereas like some of them 
like the ones that like we'll talk about one of them later that has like basically no attention but we thought was fantastic um but yeah honestly by the end of this season i felt like the show overstayed its welcome like it did not continue to introduce new like the idea of having a main character who can't communicate as the title implies like there's a lot of creative ways to create like comic misunderstandings and you know that sort of thing but like after like six episodes of it it's the same thing over and over um which to me kind of gets like it doesn't have necessarily some of the creativity needed for like the amount of gags that the show needs to keep moving um especially considering like the broader like romantic undertones between the two main characters Komi and uh Tadano like they're there but like they don't they're never going to really progress until the show like ends presumably um I would say the show still has mostly decent to good episodes, but like the show has way more potential than that. Like, especially how popular it seems to be, uh, how popular it was before it even got an anime adaptation. I kind of expected a little bit more. Um, I will say out of the side characters, I really loved Najimi, uh, Najimi's character. Like he's like a constant force of chaos. I think he's probably the funniest character in the show. Um, and so like, he was the only person whenever he came on, I was never sure what he was going to do. Whereas like a lot of the other side characters are like, again, they don't need to be multidimensional because again, it's just a comedy show and part slice of life. But like all of the other ones, it's like, okay, she's going to say step on me. She's going to be grossly pervy. He's going to do this. They're going to do that. Like at a certain point, like uh, I'll compare this to a different show later down the list. Um, but I think the show lacked a bit of variety. So for me, I don't think I would pick up a season two of this, even though I don't hate it. It's just didn't live up to my expectations. Um, did you have any other comments on Comey? Are we good to move on Bryce? No, it's super fair. Um, so then the next show we're going to talk about is uh, blue period. Um, so blue period is about uh, this high school student named uh, Yatori Yaguchi, who develops this passion for art and wants to kind of chase after his dream and he's training to get into the like Tokyo Institute of Art and you kind of go on this adventure with him and along with these other sort of classmates who are trying to also chase after their dream of becoming an artist and you watch as some succeed some fail and they all have like variety of like these relatable personalities and it's a really just enjoyable ride from start to finish um you just really can connect with them if you can if you've ever had any sort of passion in your life or any dream you kind of wanted to chase and along the way you also learn a ton about like art which i knew nothing about and honestly most of my life i never had an interest in but even i literally went to an art museum um in nashville last week and i was like thinking about like some of the like i guess details i learned from the show which made it like really enjoyable which i was really surprised about because i usually could care less about art museums um so watch anime it will help you in life makes you more cultured um but i, guess I used overall, to suck at playing tennis but then i watched prince of tennis and now i'm the best, I'm the best. <laughs> um but uh yeah again kind of like right all these characters are just such differentiated cool personalities um and i think this show is gonna have a season two i'm not 100 percent sure i mean I, like honestly like they had a like the sh- the anime slash manga got like a stage adaptation, which to me like doesn't mean anything. All, all it means to me is that like I think the show has enough popularity that like it'll get a season two. Okay. Uh, I think it was popular enough to get a season two. And if shows like um, if shows like how the realist hero rebuilt his kingdom can get a season <laughs> two, 
blue period you can get a season two that's fair that's a good bar to meet um but yeah dude so what are your thoughts yeah so as a podcast artist this show really spoke to me Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) this art form is very difficult you know we're constantly comparing ourselves to all the other uh anime podcasts um but no we've we've ranted about this show uh during the mid-season review um and it's continued to impress to the end of the season uh the character relationships feel very genuine the human conflicts are like varied and interesting from like rivalry with some kid who you know know, like the rivalries are good and they're realistic even if they're somewhat one-sided and like you know it's not like the it's not what is it like the deku and uh bakugo type rivalry of just stupid we're rivals because we're next to each other thing like there i feel like there's genuinely good motivations for that um and like the season ends in a way that's both like it gives you closure because obviously you know whatever the goal may be you get a conclusive answer as to you know what what our main character and the side characters have achieved but it also leaves it open-ended enough that you're going to be excited for what's next so i'm definitely excited for a season two i have faith that it will get one um and then again like even beyond just like the character relationships the show like breaks this all up by like interspersing his drawing and like thinking process so it's not like the art is uh, a you know it's not just a medium for the character drama you actually get to kind of have this description of how he decides what to draw or why to draw what he's drawing like his his themes what he's trying to put into it what he's trying to say with the work and then at the end of it you get to see what they drew so um they definitely put a lot a lot into it and so i i think this is definitely going to be like this is my number one of the season but only barely but only barely, and we'll get into that um, later in this. Um, now, now, Bryce, go ahead and start start your gloating. <laughs> so the, the next show we're going to get into is uh, Sakugan, which was this, you're in this underground world and this father-daughter adventure where they're basically exploring all these different societies in their mecca. It's supposed to be this like wholesome adventure story. Um, but as I feared in my mid-season review, um, the show just became really mediocre and forgettable. Um, the show didn't really add a villain until way too late into the show. And then the actual villain premise, personally, I thought was kind of dumb. Maybe you'll agree or disagree, Lee. Um, and I kind I like what the show was initially, right? I mean, and you were right, Lee. It was like this father-daughter, wholesome adventure story. We haven't seen much of this in the anime community, or, or not enough of it, but combined this kind of Garen Lagan setting format. Um but you know they added these like mediocre one-dimensional side characters that were given just way too much airtime um if the show did have a season two i don't think i would watch it i felt like they left the door open for a season two um like i guess a lot of these shows did in a weird half conclusion half not conclusion um but lee as usual um you made an incorrect prediction of what the uh top show of the season would be so um what are your thoughts well i at least made a prediction um <laughs> unlike some people so you know it's it's about the man in the arena the one who dares the one who dares to predict oh mine was um, comey can't communicate so i was also wrong oh yeah you were you were also wrong <laughs> um so it was my top pick for a while but as bryce c- commented in the middle the mediocrity plagued this show in the second half um, the show lacked like a definite purpose. So at first it's like, we're a show about a father daughter duo in an underground world with like kaiju monsters. But 
now we're a buddy squad and we're working with the government uh, to preserve the environment. But actually now we're outlaws on the run. But also there's a terrorist organization and we're working with the government again. But, oh, we're also pursuing the place from Amempu's dream. But was it her dream or was it a memory from her past? And like... It was all over the place. The moments that were supposed to have the most like emotional depth fell flat almost most of the time. Like there was 25%, like one out of every four like emotional moments worked in this show. And then the rest of them fell flat because, oh my gosh, are they going to kill this character? Nope. Actually, that character recovers completely nullifying any sacrifice they might have made and also if there's conflict between people they're buddy buddy sitting around the fire by the end of the episode like it was just kind of all over the place i'm not saying that a show can't do different things within a singular uh, season that's fine but like i shouldn't be guessing as to like what the overarching plot is three quarters of the way through the season unless of course you're going to do like a big you know reveal at the end and it's like oh wow this show is completely different than i thought with like you know the promised neverland kind of thing and so for me it's like this show's kind of a sad fall fall from grace it's kind of like the same issue i had with um uh vivi vivi was honestly an even stronger start than sakugan was um but you know they just they fizzle. They fizzle out at the end. That's what happened with Sakugan. So it's not even in my top three anymore, unfortunately. So uh, be wary of what I pick as my my top anime of any season because it's not it's not played out for me. It's not played out for me very well so far. But um, the next show we're going to get into is The Vampire Dies in No Time. Um, this is a show about a world where you have both vampires and vampire hunters. Um, and it's a society that knows about the existence of vampires. You have a vampire bureau to you know regulate and make sure that vampires aren't getting into too much trouble with the humans. Um, and you have our two main characters, Ronaldo, the vampire hunter, and uh, Draluk. Um, or Dralik, or however you want to pronounce it in English, who is the uh, whose house gets destroyed because of Ronaldo, and then ends up moving in with Ronaldo uh, in his apartment in Shin Yokohama, uh, and alongside them is of course uh, Dralik's familiar, his uh, his partner in crime, and our favorite character of the season, uh, John the Armadillo. God God bless him, praise be unto him. Um, this show is first and foremost a comedy there is truly no you know overarching plot there every episode is purely for the gags and it works there's a huge amount of variety and like i find it very rare for a full like full comedy to be in like our top three of a season uh, but vampire dies in no time is the exception it's maybe you could say that that's partially due to maybe some weakness in the season but i also think that this show every episode was consistently funny. And so for me, I, I put this as my number three. I think, um, you know, wh- what you think are initially are just one-off characters who have like one stupid gag that you could get out of them end up becoming like recurring side characters who gags surprisingly don't get old because they apply them in fresh ways or, you know, they just make cameos and whatnot. Um, the main duo of Ronaldo and Draluk, it, it works, even though it's a fairly tried and true trope of like, you know, bickering roommates, uh, you know, their, their charisma just works. Like Ronaldo is both a vampire hunter, but he's also writing these autobiographies. So he's like a minor celebrity, um and god bless john the armadillo that's that's also mm-hmm. just the biggest part of this is it is the cutest 
best character we've gotten to see all season. So um, if you are looking for a new, just like fun comedy anime, I would highly recommend The Vampire Dies in No Time. Bryce, what about you? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, this show is one of my favorite comedies of all time. I love it. It's just a really interconnected cast from episode to episode of like 20 to 30 different um, vampire hunters and like vampires. But you're right, the dynamic between Ronaldo and Drog is just perfect. And John the Armadillo is like my favorite character I've had in like a long time. He's just, he makes you just smile every time he's on screen. There's no other way to describe it. Um, And you and I were hunting for a, uh, what was it? A John the Armadillo uh, beanbag chair, which would have been phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, even the villain vampires are just creative and goofy. Um, I don't think this show is getting a second season. It seemed like they were like ending it for good based on the last episode. Um, but I am a bit surprised that the show isn't more popular. So I would be curious, Lee, I guess, your thoughts on that. Uh, people are stupid. Okay. That's, that that's literally how I sum it up. I mean, like, Mieruko-chan, the pervy, oh the pervy yeah. ghost story was like one of the top shows this season and like for me i'm not even upset that it's a pervy ghost story i i like i mean i was excited for it i wanted it to turn out good nothing happens nothing happens in that show for like the first like half and now maybe something changed in the second half but definitely not quick enough for me to actually care um and yeah people i i think there's one just like i don't know if there's even a manga tied to this or if this is like a just directly anime created thing. I I know I, it definitely had a manga because it already had like a, a shortened name as they do. So I really don't know. It just like didn't seem to get any attention. And I think, again, it just kind of comes back to the fact that like pure comedy shows don't tend to be like that huge. And I confirm it was a manga before I just looked it up. Yeah, no, whenever it's like, because whenever you find those, like that one, like all shows have like a, you know, a shortened name. So like Mushoku Tensei or uh, this one was like Sugushinu or whatever. Like whenever they have that, you can almost guarantee that it has a a, a, a manga attributed to it. Got it. Um, all right. So for the next show, um, it was Hiki, 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 uh, Hiki, <laughs> Hiki Monogatari. Hiki Monogatari. Um, you know, so I haven't watched the show since the mid-season review. Um, so Lee, you can explain the show and tell me if I made a grave mistake. Um, yeah, so this show started super early and obviously ended fairly early in the season. So I'll just kind of rehash my thoughts because the last time I talked about it, it was only like two episodes away from finishing. Um, it, it's not the best show of the season. It's definitely a slower drama um, and it's not going to be for everyone, but it was consistently high quality and it wraps up its story neatly, which again, it's it's an anime adaptation of the real Heike Monogatari, which is a, um, a an art scroll from basically about basically Heian period Japan about the Heike clan or the Taira clan and their fall from power. Um, and so they take this actual like historical story that's very well known in Japan and they add a little bit of a kind of plot device twist where you have this main uh, character, this young girl, uh, Biwa, who has the ability to um, the ability to kind of see things into the future. And again, it, it's usually just used as a plot device for foreshadowing. She's not doing any crazy predictions as much as there's obviously a mystic aspect to it. The show is very much grounded in reality. Um, but it works really nice having her as a character to kind of 
be implanted in the clan as all of these occurrences are going. You have, you know, you have people greedy for power. You have all these different types of um, characters in this historical drama. And although it's probably more frequently covered in other mediums in Japan, like I feel like there's not a whole lot of period drama uh, Japanese anime out there. Um, or at least none that like none of this quality that I've heard about. And so to me, it just stands out because it breaks the mold of like what seasonal anime has become. Like the show didn't end with a cliffhanger. Obviously, it's a known story, so there's not really much to be found out, especially in Japan. But like it stood out. It had a story it wanted to tell. It did so in a very interesting and cool way. It was a very gorgeous anime, had some awesome music in it. And uh, yeah, so again, it's not the best show. Um, but to me, I feel like this is going to be one of those shows that I do remember just because there aren't many like it, or at least none that I know of. So, um, if any of that interests you, um, the fall of the Heike clan from Heian period, Japan, which is like, honestly, one of my favorite historical periods of Japan, um, definitely check it out. But otherwise it's probably going to be too slow for the average, uh, mouth breathing anime viewer. So, (laughs) but, um, moving on, I am going to uh, talk about Osama ranking. Now, Bryce is no longer really watching much anime, um, oh my God. but I may have to force him to watch this show because okay. it, for a while he's, he's been telling me, he's like, you know, tell me if, tell me if Osama ranking is like a must watch and I'll watch it. And up till now I've, because I've lost some credibility with Sakugan, you know, I, I don't want to make, I don't want to make these, you know, big recommendations for shows that aren't finished yet. Um, so Blue Period is, so sorry, to talk about Osama Ranking. Osama Ranking or Ranking of Kings is about a, um, it is about a young prince named Boji. And he is like this runt of the litter prince who's kind of develop, develop, developmentally challenged. So I do, all I mean by that is like, he still has the body of a very, very small boy, even though he's the older brother prince. He can't speak. All he can do is like make animal noises almost like he 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 has the ability to speak like john does in uh <laughs> like in uh the vampire dies in no time so like our main character in the show cannot actually speak words um which is interesting um and he's also poised to become the king because he is the firstborn child of uh king boss um however treachery is afoot and boji's adventure uh begins and so like to me this show is both like the cutest and one of the most interesting uh, worlds that anime has offered this year. Um, and that's considering the fact that I've seen the Mushoku Tenseis, the other shows that are always lauded for like their world building. Um, that being said, it's not like you're going to be trying to balance 15 different kingdoms in your head. Um, I think like even though the show has kind of an art style that's very reminiscent of like a children's fairy tale at times, like the show covers fairly dark themes and it's not just like, it's not just some kid show. Um, Boji is like both a very compelling and sympathetic main character while having no real speaking ability. He does have a sidekick character who can understand him though. So for plot reasons, you will understand what he wants to express, but the show actually is able to express his feelings and his thoughts very, very well without using words, which is honestly plays to the strengths of the show. Like the world is very fresh. It's rife with conflict. Um, there's this conspiracy unfolding. And like the other thing I really love about the show is 
I don't think there's a single one-dimensional character in the show. Every person that you meet, you want to know more about. Um, none of them are just some generic throwaway character who's like, I'm the snake guy and I like snakes. Like, no, everybody has an interesting background and motivations that you don't always understand at first. Like, and they play up to that because you have these tropes that you think, you know, you think, you know, you know, the evil step queen and the whatever else, but it's never that simple. Um, I think if you haven't given this show a chance, I recommend that you do Bryce included. I think I've seen enough of it now to like, feel confident that like, this is probably a show you should be watching if you're interested in something this season. And it's going to be 24 episodes instead of just 12. So I think we just got episode 11 last week, maybe. So we are about, we're, you know, we're only halfway through this season. Now, I don't know how long the show's going to be, but again, I do think it's absolutely fantastic. The only thing I would say about it that's like kind of weird, or not even weird, but just like doesn't, might be a little bit confusing is that even though the show introduces itself and calls itself ranking of Kings, because it's a, it's about a world where you have a bunch of Kings who are all ranked from different things like their strength and their, you know, how well they run their kingdom, all these other things up until now, that's not played a very important part to this show. Like the show has been very local to the kingdom of like Taboji's kingdom. So that's the only thing I would say is if you're expecting to get an immediate like tournament arc because of the name, that's not happened yet at least. Um, and it doesn't look like it's been built up that way, but the show has still been like a really, really great, um, interesting like adventure drama. So highly recommend it. Um, it's my number two of the season. And honestly, if it continues to get better, it might be above Blue Period. But since Blue Period's already finished, I'm, I'm much safer giving Blue Period my top pick of the season than the show that hasn't finished yet. So you don't want to be cursed again. No, exactly. But I'm still I'm still, you know, putting my foot out and saying this one's going to be good because I mean, so far, it's already good. And we have like 11 episodes. So I'll watch it. I'm Please told. don't curse me. I hope it's I hope it's really I hope it continues to be good. You'll like it. Boji is like an amazing main character. No, I'm pumped. I'll check it out. Um, so we're on to the next show is uh, season one, part two of 86. So 86 was this sort of like mecha anime um, where you have where the 86 are people who kind of been used sort of as these slaves who fight in these mechas who are taking on this humanoid sort of like alien robotic race. Um, there definitely are hints and remnants of like Code Geass in this, but obviously a super unjust comparison. Um, I have no idea how to feel about this show. Um, the entire time I've been, it's been wrestling between a series that wants to be 10 years long and is building towards, has major plot twists and is building towards something grander and bigger. And then it also turns to a series that I think could easily end in five episodes, which makes it very difficult to understand where I am. Um, the series definitely has some, a few like really slow paced episodes, but the high points, like. Some of these one-off episodes are just ridiculous and like very unexpected and know how to completely captivate, captivate my attention for the full 20 minutes. Um, I think a reason why you dropped the show, Lee, is pretty accurate in the sense that the show could be a lot more powerful if the characters' interactions, developments were less rushed and the characters were just you know, more interesting and more likable. They spent more time on that. Um, and it makes it tough for me to kind of distinguish at times between who's like a minor character and who will last still be alive to be like a main character in the long run um i still would say the plot is fun the action's enjoyable i do like the variety in the characters 
Um, but again, just not enough time is truly spent on developing them. Um, I thought 86 was going to go down the right path, as I mentioned in my midseason review, and like starting to develop them. But then they just skirted like completely away from that and just didn't do enough. Um, I think I'll just continue my love-hate relationship and continue, continue watching the show no matter how long it goes, because the peaks of the show really do excite me. But by no means do I, am I like, oh, wow, this is a must-watch recommendation. You, like, have to see it. But I do get why it's popular because of some of these, like, major moments that will, like, blast on Twitter. And people are like, oh, my God, you got to see this. You got to watch this. But, like, there's definitely a lot of dull moments and they just haven't done enough for the character development. No one would make it better. What? If the main character was actually from a different world. If he was an East guy, yeah. <laughs> or they had a tournament arc. They just had a tournament arc. <laughs> it would be perfect oh man um, speaking of disappointments you want to go to the next show oh god so platinum end um bryce just sniffs out these mediocre shows so much earlier than i do i'm just so much more of an optimist than bryce i'm just a very hopeful <laughs> a very hopeful and you know forgiving person in general um but no so platinum end is from the creator of death note um and it is about it's uh, we were trying to talk about this earlier basically it's like a i don't know what this genre would be called or if it already has a name but the idea of like the god game genre so think future diary think darwin's game think uh what was that death battle in five seconds these yep. these games where you have a limited set met, uh you have a limited set of players the rules are already established um generally speaking people have to battle each other there can only be one winner tower of god is another example and so in this world, you know, people who have given up on life and decide to kill themselves become eligible at like, depending on the timing to become um, basically candidates in this God game. And the last one, it doesn't even have to be last one standing, but obviously these people start killing each other. So if you try and kill yourself and your angel wants you to be a God candidate, they'll save you. And depending on the ranking of your angel, you'll either get wings you'll get a red arrow that can control someone's motivations for like 28 days or you'll get a white arrow that can kill people or if you have a really good angel you can get all three and you know it's like one of those things where like that's not the most interesting concept but you know sometimes limitation can breed a lot of creativity so i'm like okay well you know there's still a lot they could do with this they can control humans they can control each other whatever um None of that came to fruition. The character designs are all over the place. Like they look like they're from different animes half the time. Uh, the characters are weak and boring. The main character's internal dilemma is whether or not it's okay to kill one person, even if they're threatening to commit like a bioterror attack on a city. Like legitimately, I, I don't even care if I'm spoiling a part of the show, but it's like, that's literally his internal conflict is like, like, for example, you're going from, is it okay to use a power to try to single-handedly eliminate criminals from the world? So, Death Note, right? To the same person creating, woo, is it okay to kill a man with a gun pointed at a child's head? Like, it is the most banal reversal I have seen of a creator, especially considering this is, like, the only other major work of Oba since Death Note. Like, I just do not understand how you could go from, like, one of the most more fascinating, like, I don't want to call it a thought experiment because that's not it, but like one of the more fascinating concepts of what if you had a notebook that allowed you to kill anybody and here's the set amount of rules, how smart and how clever can you use these so that a genius detective who's really lucky at guessing stuff can't catch you. 
right? Which was of obviously Death Note, which is a show I love, to now this show that is of a level of quality equal to Death Battle in five seconds, except the animation's better, but not by much. So don't watch Platinum End. It is garbage. And I'm very disappointed that it's garbage because I obviously wanted... I don't need another death note, but I wanted something more interesting than this. So if you're interested in like the God game type shows, I'm not a fan of Tower of God, but obviously that's one of them that you can check out. Obviously watch Future Diary, which we love. And yep. is there any other like God game type anime out there that's actually good that you can think of? <laughs> that's actually good? No, I can't yeah. think of another one. There's a lot Future of Diary, trash. That's it. I would just say Future Yeah, no, Diary. right? So yeah. obviously, I think Tower of God has a lot of potential. Um, I wasn't. I would read the web too. I, w- I wouldn't watch it. I would. Just that's read the that's a great point. God. If you want to enjoy that, do that. But like for me, it's like if Isekai can keep getting pumped out regardless of quality, I would love there to be like a renaissance of that genre of anime because they're just so fun. Um, and there's a lot there that you can do with it. I feel like, but um, enough of that, Bryce. Uh, one of the shows you watched that I did not. Uh, was banished from the hero's party i decided to live a quiet life in the countryside so tell us more about this show with a really long name that couldn't possibly be an isekai yeah. oh it's not an isekai oh wow really okay yeah. that's nice <laughs> that's a pleasant surprise i fully i watched it fully hoping it was an isekai um but that wasn't that wasn't the, my whenever the titles show. whenever the titles are like full sentences it's either a goofy slice of life like hige hero or yep. it's an isekai 90 percent oh. of the time <laughs> completely agree um yeah so i mean the title kind of gives away what the plot's about main character is this guy named gideon who goes under this alias red and leaves the whatever so-called hero party that sole purpose is to you know beat the demon army or whatever he says you know i'm kind of done with this i'm gonna kind of live a life quietly in the countryside and kind of make a difference um so the first couple episodes are really cute and it's this like wholesome concept again of abandoning this typical generic power fantasy lifestyle and he just lives in a small town and just interacts with the community and tries to help them out like in any way he can because he still is like a very skilled very talented person in like magical arts and he's very intelligent in different ways um and the premise is cool you know of the of the show you know, so everyone in society is given something called this blessing from god and it's supposed to be their purpose in life their purpose in life is to just increase that blessing by any means necessary and you kind of realize that leads to sort of like casting morals like aside which is cool like i i enjoyed kind of the initial like point of the show um and red kind of is like the only person who realizes that these blessings and these paths that people go down are actually just ruining these people's lives in all these small towns so while he was off away fighting these demons and trying to supposedly save the world in reality like this main problem is like what how this society is constructed and built on which is people doing whatever it takes to like pursue their blessings like with no regard for (laughs) any other sort of human life um so it's and you get sort of these like flashbacks of kind of what he's learned on the front lines and how he uses this like selfless desire to show people other options and ways to live and just again change the society around him um which was great the first five episodes i thought were really cool um however the show just went downhill immediately um after that because the hero party comes back and says i don't know huge but whatever they come back they're like oh we miss you we want to get involved to you and then they become like a part of the cast and like everything about the show that had been built up was wiped away the stakes were raised the premise became this generic fantasy action anime again it had one of these dumb cliffhangers where it was like oh maybe it's the end of the show but it's actually not and 
the show is definitely i highly doubt it would get renewed it wasn't really compelling at all it again lost its whole purpose and why the show is enjoyable um wouldn't recommend it but it was a shame because it really did have an enjoyable first couple episodes so kind of similar experience to obviously what you had with like sakugan but i would never rank it in the top three and set those high expectations <laughs> uh i'm sorry but you uh you ranked comey can't communicate in the top so um <laughs> that being said i think we mentioned our rankings as we went through this list but to reiterate uh my tops oh, yeah. uh picks are number one blue period a very 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 close number two is osama ranking or ranking of kings and my number three is the vampire dies in no time bryce what about you yeah um my number one is blue period number two is vampire dies in no time and number three is mushoku tensei so i think it's the same as what i had for my mid-season review yeah well and that's also a tough one too because like mushoku tensei is built on top of a bunch of stuff as well but no mushoku tensei season two was pretty decent so despite (laughs) all the (laughs) despite all the everything we're going to talk about whenever we have a dedicated episode to it so anyway thank you all for tuning in uh if you want to get in touch with us about what we've said on the podcast you can find us on twitter at weeb underscore podcast and you can email us at closetweebap at gmail.com thanks for listening see you next time